Welcome to Butterfly Kisses, a journey of spiritual transformation. I am your host, Amy Gray Cunningham. Today, I want to talk to you about life, love, and our spiritual journey through this physical world. I ask that you give me a little latitude today as I speak, because the story I'm going to tell you is not an easy one for me to discuss. This past July 6th, David Ensley and I celebrated our 10th kidney anniversary. 10 years ago, God used me as a miracle to save the life of a stranger. That calling changed my life forever. It opened me up to a life of miracles and so many blessings. But what would have happened if I had said no to that calling in my life? It sends chills down my spine to even think about that now. How would my life be different? How would David's be different? And I wonder in some parallel universe if that life is actually being lived somewhere. (laughs) It's kind of funny to think about that sort of thing sometimes, but life is about choices and decisions being made. We move through life as if tomorrow is promised to us in some way. We may complain about our jobs or the guy that cuts us off in traffic. You know, sometimes there's a couple F-bombs that get dropped. And we worry endlessly about how bills will get paid or whether we will have enough money to even buy the newest iPhone that's out or the newest Android. It's like we move through life from one moment to the next, accumulating minutes and days, weeks, months, years. We go from one big life event to the next until tragedy strikes. And we're reminded that from the moment we took our first breath, we're actually on a trajectory of dying. Now hold on with me here. I'm not trying to sound morbid, but if we think about dying, what is it exactly? For a while now, I thought that I had this whole thing all figured out. Life. It was about It's about spiritual transformation, living our divinity through our humanity and experiencing ourselves as the divine creators of our own experience. And that's what I truly believe. A little over a month ago, I thought my life was perfect. Well, almost perfect. I was choosing to live in joy, or at least that's what I thought. I thought everything was going along smoothly. Our oldest son was getting married to the love of his life. My husband and I had built our dream home together. Financially, things were coming together for us. I had started a spiritual business that was taking off, and not to mention this podcast, which was receiving record downloads. Thank you, by the way. I really appreciate that. And I still do. And I felt like I had it all. And then I was reminded, rudely, I think, (laughs) that life is not guaranteed. I vividly remember the day my son was born 27 years ago, which seems like a lifetime ago now. But I remember looking at him terrified I would break him or something. He was just this thing, this little thing. And and I remember telling him I had no clue what I was doing, but if he were patient with me, I would figure this thing out and we would do it together. And then like that, he was off to kindergarten. And then with another blink of an eye, he was off to college. 
life, it just happens and it happens fast. It was a series of, it's a, it's a, life is a series of moments, often habitual moments. How many times have you taken the same route home from work and pulled into the driveway wondering, how did I get here? Utterly oblivious to the drive and the world around you. Life happens and it's a series of choices and decisions in everyday moments. A little over a month ago, I thought I had everything figured out and then life happened. The thin veil that separates heaven and earth became very real. In earlier episodes, I told you about my experiences receiving pennies from heaven, gifts from my grandmother, as a way of showing me that she's still with me, still a part of my life. And I can hear her in my head guiding me in my life, often laughing at me. Seriously, sometimes I hear her laughing at me because she knows I don't have this all figured out. I even named this podcast after my father, whom I still have a relationship with on the other side. And he sends me signs of yellow butterflies when he's around. Our song was Butterfly Kisses by Bob Carlyle, which is another reason why this podcast is called Butterfly Kisses. But all this knowledge didn't prepare me for the real human pain I would feel the day my husband passed. Like I said, please grant me a little latitude here. At first, I didn't know if I wanted to do this podcast or if I could make it through this podcast. I wasn't sure if I was ready. But then I heard that someone out there needed to listen to this, needed to hear this. And maybe it's me. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe I needed to do this for me. So here I am. The day after one of the most memorable days of my life, my son's wedding, my best friend and partner in this physical life crossed over the veil to heaven. It was completely unexpected, yet at the same time, it wasn't. God had been preparing me. And at that moment when he passed, I was lifted up by God's angels. And what's interesting looking back now is how well indeed I was taken care of. God made sure that loved ones completely surrounded me. And can you believe that the house where we stayed in Virginia had butterflies everywhere? (laughs) It was the most fantastic thing I had ever seen. God was literally kissing me. Chuck and I married almost 12 years ago in a castle, Castle McCullough in Greensboro. I told him it was because I was marrying my prince. And on that day, on September 26th, I was a princess. I had literally waited a lifetime for Chuck. We dated in high school. And for those of you who don't know our story, (laughs) we broke up and got back together 20 years later through Facebook. We still, to this day, don't remember why we broke up. 
I believe it had something to do with a little blonde girl I saw him with shortly after we broke up, but <laughs> he doesn't seem to remember that story as well as I do, but I'll never regret choosing to love Chuck. And it was a choice. And our life together was not easy. He, we, we endured tremendous loss. First, he lost his sister to breast cancer. And then two years later, he lost his mother to a heart attack. Two years after that, he lost his father to cancer. And it felt like every two years, we were literally burying a Cunningham. And Chuck didn't know how to deal with the grief. He stuffed it. And he had a hard time dealing with his loss. And he drank. He drank to numb the pain. And I would try to talk to him about heaven because working in the Akashic Records, I, I, mean, I, I knew and I kind of understood heaven and, and what it meant. And I wanted, you know, I could hear his sister and I could hear his mother and, and I, but he didn't want to have anything to do with it. And at once, one time he told me that he thought once you were dead, that was it, you were gone. And now I'm sure when he crossed over that veil, he, he hated to admit that I was right and that he had to admit that heaven is real and that we don't actually die. And I do believe that we don't actually die. And I do believe that Chuck is still with me because I can still feel him. I heard it explained one time that our bodies are kind of like luggage that we leave behind when we're done experiencing our divinity here in this third dimensional world. Everything is temporary. It's what we do while we're here that matters. I love my husband immensely. And because of that, losing him in this physical realm hurts terribly. But I still feel him and I still receive messages from him. <clears throat> Sorry, I did ask for latitude, remember. <laughs> Shortly after he passed, I'd asked him to show me a sign that he was okay and that he was well in heaven. And I heard in my mind space, one deer. <laughs> and I remember thinking, I thought, what the heck kind of sign is that one deer? I'm like, okay. In our neighborhood, we have a massive family of deer and Chuck loved seeing the deer come through our yard. That was one of his favorite things to watch was the deer. And he would constantly take pictures of them on his phone. And, and he would call me whenever he would see the deer come around. And, but there was never just one deer. There was always a herd of them together. And so I just, when I heard one deer, I was thinking to myself, how, how is he gonna do this? So, well, a few mornings after we got back from Virginia, I was up like at 4 a.m., couldn't sleep. And I let the dogs outside and went to go make a pot of tea. And the dog started barking. And the dog and, and Buddy, our hound dog, he was howling. It was 4 a.m. And I'm thinking, oh my good gracious, I'm gonna wake up the neighborhood. So I go to the back door and I yell quietly, mind you, at them. I'm like, please, you know, hush, hush. And of course they weren't listening. And I was afraid, you know, the neighbors are gonna wake up. So I go looking for shoes and wouldn't you know what? My Crocs are literally right there by the door. 
by the back door and I don't remember leaving my Crocs there. So I put them on and I truck outside quietly, yelling at them to shush. And of course they weren't listening to me. So I walk over, they're behind the shed and I walk over and Sadie and Charlie come running over, but there's nobody. And I yell for Buddy. As I'm yelling for him, I'm turning around to walk back towards the house and Buddy starts howling again. And I'm like, oh Lord Jesus, you know. So I walk back to the shed quietly yelling at him and he darts out from behind the shed and with him was this one deer and it follows him beside this the fence it's on the other side of the fence but it follows him and it stops right in the driveway at the other and I'm standing there literally I could reach out and touch this deer and both all three dogs sit quietly at my feet and it was still dark out. The silence was just deafening. It was so still and quiet. And I just stared into these, this deer's eyes and tears were just streaming down my face because it was Chuck. There was my one deer. Chuck was well and happy. So, you know, I got my miracle and I knew that Chuck was okay. And I talked to Chuck all the time. Sometimes I'm yelling at him. <laughs> Sometimes I ask his, ask his advice. He was really good at giving advice and listening. Most of the time I cry. But when I'm doing something different, I do hear from him. And I receive a sign. I receive one deer. And I've seen it twice now, closing the, the blinds in our windows and closing up the house. Sometimes there's one deer just sitting out the window and he'll just stare at me. And it's kind of like him letting me know he's still here and that I'm still his girl. So remember, latitude here. Our relationship changes. I've heard heaven is kind of like, it's like going to another state or someplace where they'll need to call on the phone um, and you can talk with them. Only you don't actually have a phone. You can just talk and they do, they, they do want to hear from us. And I can just start speaking and they do hear and they do see and they want to know what's going on in our lives and they want to communicate with us. And I do this with my grandmother and my father all the time. So I don't know why I think it's any different with, with my husband, but it's still mourning the loss, the physical loss of him. I mourn the plans that we made for our future. I mourn the grandchildren that we plan to spoil. The places we wanted to visit. Oh, sorry, latitude, remember. I missed the way he would make me laugh. The stupid, crazy TikToks he would send me <laughs> with the, the hacks, the, the must-do hacks that we couldn't live without. And the best one that I ever got was the uh, macaroni and cheese hack, where after you're done making macaroni and cheese, you can take the, um, uh, the, uh, the, the cheese, the imitation cheese, and you put it in, on the top of the pan and you can just squeeze the cheese out and get all the cheese out that way. That was probably one of the best hacks he ever sent me. So, 
but I'm learning to accept and appreciate this new life. It's not easy because I do miss him and I fluctuate from one moment to the next. Sometimes I'm perfectly okay. And then next moment I'm crying saying, this sucks. <laughs> but I'm also learning that life is not permanent. We are not guaranteed tomorrow. What we, but what we do have is this moment, this breath, and what we do with it is our responsibility. No one can do it for us. We have a choice. And as that song goes, life is about changing. Nothing ever stays the same. It's all about transformation, continuing to grow, live, laugh, grieve, love, loss, joy, pain. It's what this world is all about. It takes strong people, strong souls to live in this world. I truly believe that. I can tell you one thing. I will never regret my choice to marry Chuck and I would do it all over again. Even if I knew it would mean losing him in the physical world 12 years later, because I do believe on the other side of this pain is inexplicable joy. And that one day I will get there and it will happen. And I believe that Chuck is helping me and that he's no longer in pain. He's with his sister and his mother and his dad and he's happy. And he's happy for me as well. I was allowed to love and care for one of the greatest men I know. He wasn't perfect, he was far from it, but he was imperfectly perfect for me. <laughs> and I know for sure that this wasn't our first dance and it won't be our last. And we can never be separated. I read it's kind of like a glass face, this world, this life. The space on the inside of the vase is the same space on the outside of the vase. And one day the glass will break and all that will be left is the same space. And that's my love for Chuck. That's my love for God and for you, my family. We're all one. We can never be separated. We are all one space temporarily housed in this glass space. So until next time, my friends, thank you for giving me a little latitude share my love for Chuck, share my love for life. And I do know that we will make it to the other side of this. And I do know that life is all about choices. It's about responsibility to make those choices. And I get to choose how I mourn Chuck. I can curl up into a little ball and wish this never happened, which I have done. <laughs> or I can get on with living life, which is what Chuck would want. Thank you for listening. Until next time. Thank you for joining me on another episode of Butterfly Kisses, a journey of spiritual transformation. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe by hitting the subscribe button. This way you won't miss it when a new episode is released. Also join me on the Facebook page at Butterfly Kisses Podcast. 
Here we can continue the conversations we've been discussing on these podcasts, and you can also ask questions of our guests as well. Also, if you're interested in learning more about Akashic Record readings, you can schedule a free 15-minute consultation with me on the Facebook page, or you can do so by visiting my website at amygraycunningham.com. Again, thank you, and remember, always spread your gorgeous wings, my friend, and fly. Until next time, see ya.